listening to New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. You know, we're going to share to you four things about what it means really that Christ is alive in us, or we, you know, are in Christ, and the life of Christ is, is inside of us. To give us more light into this, you know, we talked about, number one, Christ is our purpose. Praise God that we have purpose. Amen? You know, I don't know, but there are many people out there, they're just going around without purpose. I was like that before. You know, I had no purpose in life. I don't know why I am alive, why I'm alive. I don't know why I, where I'm headed. But today, praise God for the revelation of Jesus. And because of Him, He gives me purpose. Amen. Today, we have one calling, and that is to know Him. Amen. And to just dwell in Him. And out of that one calling, we're going to know more of the callings that God has for us. Among you know that you have a calling. You have a calling. And what is that? To know Him. To have fellowship with Him. To have joint participation with Him. To be intimate with Him. Amen. And when we have that, then we're going to walk in the callings and the plans and the purposes that God has for us. Amen. Let's be looking at that one calling. Amen. And I believe God is just going to bring us into places, into destinies, into the things that God has for us. I'm excited. Amen. Aren't you glad it's simple? We just focus on that one. Amen. On Jesus. Amen. The purpose. Number two, we talked about He's the pattern. I like it. Amen. The pattern is that He became man... He came from heaven to earth, remember, to show the way from the earth to the cross. He so humbled himself and obeyed the will of God. And in this humble state, God exalted him. That is the pattern. Amen. If you want to be exalted, amen, let God do it. Don't let your other people exalt you. Because man, when they exalt you, they can bring you down. They can give you praise one moment. And after, you know, they turn, you turn your back, they can bring you down. But when God exalts you, no man can bring you down. Amen. When God lifts you up, you know what? No man or no thing or no circumstance can bring you down. Amen. But the only way for us, you know, to be in a place wherein God can exalt us is when we are in that place of humility. When we say, God... I am nothing, you know, apart from you. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your help. And out of that place of humility, God is able to lift you up. Amen. And out of that place of humility, you are going to see miracles happen. You're going to see provision happen. In that place of trust, another word for humility is actually trust. I trust you better than what I have for myself, I know you can do it. Amen? And when you have that, you're going to see the provision of God. Amen? When you trust Him, and, that's, uh, and God, when God tells you, step out, then you're able to step out. Because you know, amen, you know that He knows better than you. Amen? He, you know that He's able to provide. Amen? So out of that place, grace is made available. Love is made available. Provision is made available. Healing is made available. Amen? He's the pattern of life. The Bible says when God raised him from the dead, he exalted him. The name that is above every name. Amen. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess. Amen. We cast our cares on him for he cares for us. 
Amen? When we cast our cares on Him, He's the one who's going to be able to work in our situation. Amen? Hallelujah. So good, huh? So good. Just to thank the Lord for all that. Amen? And number three today, I want us to continue, right? Number three today, I want us to talk about price. Jesus is our price. Jesus is my price. Amen? You know, if you go to Philippians, and this is the book that we're meditating uh, meditating on right now. And if you, let me encourage you to read the book of Ephesians, or rather Philippians. You know, it's, it's an easy read. You can sit down and just read it. Amen. One day you can finish it. Right? It's an easy read. Right? Among you who have Bibles in the, at home, all right? Read the book of Ephesians, all right? Among you have Bibles today, you know, right now, read the book of Ephesians later. Not today, not, ta- not, right, not right now, okay? Philippians 3.14, it says, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, right? I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If you go to the New Living Translation, let's go to the New Living. I want you to see this verse. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly price for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Amen? So there is a pressing, there is a pursuit towards the goal. And when you pursue the goal, you are going to win the prize. Amen? So the focus will be the prize. Amen? The focus will be the prize. And what is that prize? And who is that prize? Well, if you want to know the Scripture, if you want to study the Scripture, you need to see the context of it. Amen? And if you follow the scripture in chapter 3, in the preceding verses, you're going to really know what, Jesus, what actually Paul was saying with regards to the price, with regards to who the price is. You want to see it? If you go to Philipp- Philippians verse 8 of chapter 3, we're going to see here, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. He says, I consider everything, you know, inferior compared to the knowledge of Jesus, all right? For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, count them as garbage. Nothing compares to Christ, amen? That I may gain Christ, amen? And then in verse uh, 8, verse 9, and to be found in Him. Do you know that when you have Christ, you know, you're going to find yourself in Him, You're going to just know more of Him. That's beautiful. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Aren't you glad that when you find Christ, you're going to find His righteousness? Amen. When you you understand that He became sin so that you can have the righteousness of God, the righteousness that comes from God, what is righteousness? It is your right standing before God. Today, we have right standing before God. Amen. Do you know that you are righteous before the Lord? That we stand righteous before Him? And today, as we stand righteous before Him, it is all because of what Jesus has done at the cross. Not because religion will tell you you need to earn your righteousness. Right? You need to earn with good works the righteousness. But ladies and gentlemen, today, you know, you cannot really earn your, the righteousness of God. All we need to do is receive righteousness for us to become righteous. And the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are 100% righteous. Amen? You are 100% righteous. 
There's no such thing as 99.9% righteous, 85% righteous, you know, or 75% righteous. All of us are 100% righteous. As far as, as far as God is concerned, you are righteous. Sometimes we don't feel righteous, right? Amen. Sometimes we feel, you know, different things. But as far as God is concerned, you are righteous. All because of what Jesus has done at the cross. Amen. And then in verse 10, it's all about talking about Jesus, that I may know, verse 10, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being conformed to His death. So if you continue to read this, all right, he's talking about Christ and knowing Christ. Amen. Look at this, verse 10, that I may know Him. We talked about this, diba? That experience is better than mental knowledge. Tama? Among you want to have an experience with God. Amen. Because you, if you have an experience with, for example, experience in the natural, you will never forget that experience. Amen. I remember the first time Mylene my, my and I, you know, uh, went together on the trip. You know, we went to the U.S., right? Uh, to go to the U.S. I will never forget that. The first, when I arrived in the U.S., the first thing, the first place that I wanted to go was the grocery. I love groceries. I don't know about you, but I love groceries. I asked my, my, uh, my sister-in-law, can you bring me to the grocery? The giant, giant grocery, right? Giant. So it's really giant. So I went and off I go. All aisles. I just want to know all the kinds of products they have. I don't know. That's me. I love going to the grocery. Some men, they don't like groceries. Me, my wife is so thankful that I can accompany him, her, you know, to the grocery. I love just being there and looking at the stuff. Really. Right? Amen. So I don't, I won't forget that. You know why? I was there. <laughs> I had an experience. All right? I had an experience. When you have an experience, you will never forget it. That's why God says that He you know, desires for you and I to have an experience with Him, to know by experience. I love that. And we talked about that, right? To know by experience. God desires for you to know Him by experience. Not just knowing Him. That's why whenever you come here, you know Him. My prayer is that you will experience Him. Amen. In your life, you get, you know, you receive something today that you are going to use or God is just going to use. And when you're out there, you're going to experience Him because that's His desire because He's a personal God. Amen. Aren't you glad that God is alive? Amen. And He's so, so that really speaks of a God who loves you. Amen. Because He wants for you to experience Him. Amen. And so I, I want, the Bible says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. That word power there is that God desires that we understand that power is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Do you know that power there is the dunamis power? And the Bible says this kind of power, according to the Greek, is really that which overcomes resistance. Amen. Do you have resistance today? Do you have problems today? Well, there is power made available for you to overcome any form of resistance. To the point that this is the same power that God used when Jesus was dead. He raised him from the dead. I tell you, death cannot hold Jesus down. Amen. So the power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, come on, picture that in your mind right now. 
The power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead. I believe that death was trying to hold Jesus down. But no way. Power is greater. Life is greater than death. Amen. And so this power is made available to you and I. Amen. So use that power. Amen. God desires for you to have that experience of that power. His resurrection power. Amen. Alive inside of you. And then the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to death. Of course, the suffering is not talking about what he went through, you know, that you must suffer like Jesus suffered at the cross 2,000 years ago, especially now that Holy Week is coming, that you need to go to Pampanga, you know, and go there and pagpapako kayo, no? Right? There's only one suffering. There's only one sacrifice that is good for all time. Amen. Religion will try to say to you, you need to suffer so that you, God can give His grace to you. Or God can give His blessing. Praise God, we're, not, we're done with that. Amen. Praise God that Jesus said it is finished. It's one-time sacrifice that is good for all time. Amen. All time. Today, we can enjoy. Say enjoy. Enjoy, you know, what Jesus, you know, has done for us. So the fellowship of his suffering means that we have joint participation with what Jesus has done, his finished work at the cross. And in the process, there will be times, of course, that as you make decisions, you know, that the world might not really agree with your decision, but among you know that you are following a different set of rules, a different set of uh, life right now. Amen? That when you make some decisions, it will cost you sometimes. You know, I, before, I, people are saying, you know, I'm boring mo naman, Giselle. You know, they always say that I'm bored, I'm boring, whenever they're around me, because I do not do what they do, all right? But I make some decisions because I know who I am, beginning to know and understand who my God is. Amen? So people, you know, sometimes persecute you and tell you you're boring, you're not the life of the party and all of that, but that's okay because you're settled in who you are in Christ. Amen. It's all right. You know, and gonna, and you know what? There will come a time that as you stand on your ground and understand on who you are, people who tell you you're boring, they're even the ones who's going to now go to you and say, uh, what do you have really? I want to be, I want to know that. What you have. Can I, can I? Because you are different. People in the world, they're looking for someone different. And they emulate those people, right? The people who can have great talents, great strength, they emulate that, right? But you know, that there'll come a time wherein people are going to be drawn to the Jesus that is inside of you. Are you ready for that? Amen. And so God desires for us to know Him, know the power and a fellowship of His suffering being conformed to His death. Now we can see now, verse 12. Go to verse 12. Now, the whole context now is really the price is Jesus Christ. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Look at that. Paul is saying, you know, I want to know Him. Of all people, Paul, the writer of three-fourths of the New Testament, sinasabi niya na, hindi ko pakilala si Christ. I want to know more of Him. Of all people, the writer, imagine of three-fourths ng New Testament, sinasabi niya na, I want to know Him more. With so much revelation, I want to know Him more. Still, He came to a conclusion that 
I want to know Him more. Really, the more you have revelation of Christ, the more it's going to humble you. It's going to really humble you. Paul came into that conclusion. So much revelation came into the conclusion, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. Amen. When you have a revelation of Jesus, it's going to press, make you, power is going to come for you to press on. Because really, what is the meaning of pressing or press? That word press is really pursuit. Right? Just like when I saw Mylene, I pursued her. Come on. Amen. Right? You know, men, you pursued her. Right? So when you see something that's worth pursuing, right? You are just going to forget about anything. I'm going to go because my eye is on her. Diba? Zoro. Parang Zoro, eh, no? I don't know why I have a picture of Zoro right now. All right. Okay. All right. Meron pang rose dito. Diba? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the movies that I watched before is just coming back. All right. Amen. But I press on. You pursue. Amen. Look at this. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Jesus has already laid hold of something. Has prepared something for us. It's not that we pursue so that we can get it. Ladies and gentlemen, you already have it. But God wants for you to enter in by deciding that you want it. Amen? That you want it. That God has prepared everything for you that you just want from your heart, a desire really. God wants for you to make a decision that I will pursue because that price, that person, you know, is worth, you know, pursuing. Amen? That thing is worth pursuing. Amen? That you make a decision. And when you make that quality decision, you know what? Everything of you, talaga, you're going to pursue. Doesn't really matter what your friends will say. Doesn't really matter what situation you are in. You're still going to pursue. Amen? So many people say that grace will make you lazy. No, actually, when you see grace, when you see Jesus, it will empower you. It will not make you lazy. Amen? Are there lazy people here at New Life the Fourth? None. Amen? But all the more you are going to pursue excellence. All the more you're going to pursue what? Pursue discipline. A life, you know, different life. Why? Because you're looking at the price. Amen? Because Jesus has laid hold of that already for me. Amen? Are you with me? Verse 13. Look at this. Go to verse 13 now. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. There are things that are ahead for you. Amen. There are things that God has planned for you. Amen. I'm here to tell you God has so much in store for you in the days to come. Amen. And all of that is wrapped in the price. Wow. All of that is wrapped in the person, the price. It says in verse 14, I press, again, I pursue toward the goal for the price. Amen. Of the upward call. This is an upward call of God. He's saying that you pursue. This is the call, my call for everybody, that you pursue the price, that you pursue and, and run after 
and move towards the prize. And who is the prize? Jesus. The best. Amen. God has given us the best. The world cannot match Jesus. Fame and fortune and girls or guys or anything in the world cannot match the beauty, the excellence, the, the substance of Jesus. Amen. And when you see Him, that's why it's so important that we get to see Him. Amen. It's so important that we have a revelation of Him. Because when you make a decision in Christ alone, in Christ alone, no other person, no other thing can compare to Christ, then all your being, you know, are going to now begin to just focus on Him, the price. Amen. Focus on Him. That whatever happens, I know Him. I know I want to know Him. I tell you, it, this is going to be powerful. You're going to be walking in your dreams. You're going to see things that you have not you know, seen before. Do things that you have not done before. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but there is such a thing that happens when people are focused and running towards something, and they really believe that. Amen? They really believe it. You know, one, like, for example, Jesus Festival... It's just really so amazing, right? I, we came from Baguio, remember? Last Sunday, we were in New Life Baguio. We preached in their 13th year anniversary. And the church there is just ripe, wanting more of Jesus. And the revelation that they got, I tell you, it's so amazing. Revelation of grace. Today, the pastor is just, he was saying, Pastor, how come ngayon ko lang naalaman ito? How come for 13 years, you know? It was hard, but now it's just light. It's so light. It's just focusing on Jesus. Amen. And to the point that when we were there, you know, I preached in there two services, you know, in the morning and in the evening, you know, and people were just pulling. I can sense that people were pulling. People were excited to hear more. And I got reports that, you know, praise God, it's so simple. Grace, it's all about Jesus, the man of grace. We talked about the man of grace. And people are just in awe, of wanting for more. To the point that they heard about Jesus' festival, right? Amen? They know that we had Jesus' festival. And they want to bring Jesus' festival to Baguio next year. Amen? And we're going to, and they're working, you know, and talking about key people, key, you know, uh, churches. Before I left, going down here, Monday night, you know, we were in, uh, in a place in John Hay, and we were talking and just sharing my heart about Jesus Festival. And the, the key leaders there says, Pastor, after we ended, please pray for Jesus Festival here in Baguio. We want it. We're looking at February next year. You know, first week before our Jesus Festival, we're going to have a Jesus Festival in the north. And that area there of Benguet, Ifugao, La Union, Lawag, you know, Pangasinan, you know, people there, I tell you, it's going to be amazing. Amen? I tell you, when you put Jesus first, when your pursuit is Him, your prize is Him, people are just going to be drawn. Talaga, I was so amazed that it was an ordained trip that what God started here, people even, wherever I go, they're catching it. Like Malaysia, we're going to Malaysia. They caught it. 
I don't even need to, hey, have a Jesus festival here. I don't even need to promote it. They're just hearing something about it. Amen? So it started here. When all of us have one pursuit, one focus, one price, I tell you, people are just going to be running with you. And lives are going to be transformed. The impact, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, the impact is beyond New Life the Fort. The impact is beyond Cinema 7. This church is bigger, amen, than the four walls of this church. Amen? Why? We're looking at the price. We just want more of Jesus. We just want more of Him. Amen? Can you give Him praise right now for what He's doing? Awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So the price is really the reality of Him. Amen? The price is really the reality of Him. The more you see Jesus, amen, the goal is what you discover Him, and the price is really the reality of Him. My prayer is that he, Jesus becomes you know, real in each and every one of us. Amen? Because if He's real, then you know what? Kahit ano mangyari, no one can take that away from you. Amen? The price is... You know, we're not talking about that you're going to meet Jesus and then that is the price. Well, yes, face to face, you're going to meet Jesus. Amen. That's good, right? But you know what? Here on earth, you're going to even enjoy the price. Amen. Of Him just being real to you. Ang prayer ko sa lahat sa atin, that God becomes so real to you. Amen. And our part is just to press on. And as we press on, you know what? God now becomes so real to us that no sickness, no lack, no disease, no problem, or whatever happens to the world can take that away from you. Amen. That is the price. Him. The reality of Him in our lives. Amen. Make, in, in the Message Bible, it makes it so simple. Amen. Philippians 3, 12 to 16 in the Message Bible. It says, I'm not saying that I have all this together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way reaching for, out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means I do, count, do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. Amen? The goal, or I've got my eye on the price. Amen? Where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. Amen? I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Amen. I'm set. Are you set? Amen. Are you set? I am set. He is the price. You know, many people run after certain things in life. You have goals. Well, it's good to have goals. But the problem is, you try to achieve that goal by trying with your own strength. Right? And some people, you know, able to pursue and, you know, grab and receive that, and see their, their dreams through their own strength become a reality. But what we have here right now is beyond just the natural. Amen. What you have here right now will impact eternity. Amen. Many, maybe some people get so ex- successful in this lifetime, but really, it's only limited to this lifetime. Amen. But what I'm preparing and, and what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and I today is that what we have in Christ is better than anything in this world. But we need to make a choice that He is only my ultimate. He is only my price. Because really, among you have dreams. Ako, I have dreams still. A lot. Amen? It gets bigger every time. <laughs> Amen? 
But the more you see Him, He becomes your ultimate, He becomes your focus, He becomes your prize, that your dreams, you will find that really is wrapped in the person of Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is, if you have Him, you are going to walk in your dreams. Amen? Rather than having a dream, oh, I want this. By the age of 25, I want to have my own house. I want to have my own business. By the age of 30, I want to travel all around the world. And dami. Right? So you pursue this, you pursue that, you pursue this, you pursue this, you pursue that. But you know what? It's pointless. Because in one person, you can have all of that. In one person, you can have your dreams become a reality. Amen? Rather than being pursuing everything to the point that, come on, you know, you cannot pursue everything. Because at the long run, something is going to give way. Your health is going to give way. You know, your family is going to just give up, right? Because you cannot really pursue all of these things. But when Christ is the center, when Christ is your prize, then you have everything. And you know, and what happens also is it's not you who's going to try to make these things happen. It, God has already made it happen for you. All you need to do is just enter into and you're going to walk in miracles. You have something you want to share? Come on, honey, share it with me because if not, I'm going to share it. Stand up right now. Let's welcome Pastor Mylena. All right. It's like I had no choice, right? No, he was talking about if you focus on Jesus Christ, uh, you're going to find yourself walking in your dreams. Don't focus on the dreams per se, although it's good, you know, you daydream and that's fine. I do that a lot, you know. You know, God puts things in my heart and, and you see things, all right? But really, our focus should be Him. Because um, I, I just want to read to you a story from the Bible. It's in Matthew chapter 14 um, on verse, verse um, 26, okay? And we all know, yeah, you're right, you made way for me. Thanks. But in verse 26, you know this. This is Peter walking on the water, all right? And in Matthew chapter 14, in the Amplified Bible... It says here, and we're not going to go through the whole story, but uh, you all know what happened. You know, they saw him walking on the water. They thought he was a ghost, okay? Verse 27 says, but instantly he spoke to them. I like that. How many of you like the instantlies of God? Like when you're afraid instantly, he causes your fear to dissipate. So I like instantly. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage, I am. Stop being afraid. I love this. When God says, don't be afraid, what he declares about himself is, I am. So whatever situation you are in and you are afraid, just think about this. I am. Jesus is saying, I am. So it could be, I am your provision. I am your healing. I am your restoration. Whatever you need him to be to dispel that fear, all right? Now, verse 28, and look at what Peter said. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to what? Come to you on the water. So Peter's desire was like he saw Jesus and his desire was, Lord, if it is you, I want to come to you. Command me to come to you. He did not say, Lord, if it's you, oh, it would be really cool if I walked on water, Lord. I really, really want to walk on water. Did he say that? No, but wouldn't that be cool? Lord, is that you? Ooh, can I walk on water? Right? 
And sometimes we're so focused on, Lord, is that you? Ooh, can I win the lottery? You know, oh, Lord, is that you? Ooh, can you give this to me? But look at what Peter said. He saw Jesus, and this was his prize. This is his goal. He said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. And he goes, okay, on the water. If it has to take on the water, then I'll do it on the water. And what did Jesus say? He said, come. And so what did Peter do? Peter had no choice. The only way he was going to go to Jesus was if he was going to walk on water. That was the only way. I mean, there was no other way. He could fly, but you know. So he said here, he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat. And the only way, the empowering to get out of the boat was because he saw the prize. He saw Jesus. You think if Jesus wasn't there, would he get out of the boat? No. The only way he got out of the boat was that, okay, I see the prize. There's Jesus. So he got out of the boat. He walked on water and he came toward Jesus. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, guess what? He was walking on the water. When he did not focus on the impossibility of the situation... He did not focus on the process of walking on the water. As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking in the impossible. And if you want to walk in the impossible, if you want to walk in your dream, if you want to walk in all those things, if you want to walk on water, and walking on water could mean owning a new house. Walking on water would mean, probably mean to you uh, getting that dream promotion. Walking on water could probably mean to you your daughter or your son coming home. Walking on water could probably be to you a restored relationship. I don't know what walking on water means to you today. It could be anything. But the only reason that Peter was able to walk on water was because he kept his eyes on Jesus. He kept his eyes on the prize. And if we keep our eyes on the prize and not on anything else, not on all the inferior stuff. Now, I'm not saying don't dream. I'm saying you dream, but you keep your focus on him. And as long as you keep your focus on him, you will find yourself walking on the impossible. And so, you know, and so that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. He said, you know, I, I, I know all these things. I, you know, I have knowledge of all these things, but I consider it as dog dung. I consider it as nothing. Why? Because I have something much better, and that is Jesus Christ. But see, so many times it's like we think that when we look to Jesus and we, oh, our focus is on Jesus, it's going to be so boring. Are you kidding me? I don't think Peter was bored when he was walking on water. Come on. I don't think he was bored at all. And the only reason he sank was because his eyes all of a sudden was somewhere else. And all of a sudden he was trying to walk on water in and of his own strength. But I declare to you that in this place today, and you know, I'm, I'm also preaching to myself because, you know, we're, we're, we're walking on water right now. All right. And I know some of you are walking on water or some of you are about to walk on water and you're afraid to get out of the boat. But the message for you today is you keep your eyes on the prize. You keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's the key right there. Because let's just say, okay, what, what could be a prize? For example, I mean, the prize for a raffle, let's just say, would be a Mercedes-Benz, okay? If you wanted that Mercedes-Benz, guess what? You do anything to get that Mercedes-Benz. If it requires you to buy something, if it requires you to buy raffle tickets, if it requires you to purchase something, you'd probably do it. Why? There's a prize you're looking at. You wouldn't even think about the cost. You know why? Because the cost would probably be less than the prize. Right? I mean, maybe if I buy like 10 raffle tickets, I'd... Come on, if you win the Mercedes-Benz with 10 raffle tickets, you get more than what you paid for. But see, that's, that's the thing with Jesus. With Jesus, whatever it is, I mean, 
I want to know him. That's the prize. He is the prize. So whatever it takes to discover, to experience the reality of who he is, I'm willing to do that. Because the cost is so little compared to the prize. But see, possession, let me say something. Possession and experience are not the same. Because you can possess something but never experience it. I mean, somebody could have a car and they possess it but never ride it. Am I right? I don't know if people have that. You know, it's just there in the garage. Hello, give it to me. You know, I'll experience it. You possess it, I'll experience it. That's good too. But, you know, for me, it's like God is saying, you already possess it. You already have Christ. But what is the prize? I want to experience Christ. I want to experience healing. I want to experience wholeness. I want to experience wisdom. I want to walk on water. I just don't want to have him. I want to experience him. So that's the prize. So we don't pursue to possess. Do you hear me? Because it's like, because the Bible says we pursue, right? But we don't pursue to possess him because we already have him. But we pursue to experience him. And in the same way, Peter wanted to be with him. Beat me to come to you. I want to be with you. And if it takes walking on water, I'll know that you will have to make me walk on water. It'll have to be your strength and your power to cause me to walk on water. But my eye is on the prize. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's thank the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, that was good, right? You know, one thing, let me give you an example also in the New Testament about a person who really, you know, made Jesus a price. It's in, you know, focus or a price. And literally, you know, his name was Simeon, all right? His name was Simeon. And Simeon was an old man, but he said, the Holy Spirit told him that he will not die, you know, before, you know, he will not die un- until he sees the Messiah, until he sees Jesus, all right? So in Luke 2, 27 to 32, it says here, that day the Spirit led him to the temple, all right? You know, another meaning, or there are two meanings for the name Simeon, all right? Simeon. One is listening, all right? Listening. If you want to know Jesus, you must be led by the Spirit of God. Okay, it means that we need to listen, all right, if we want to know more of Jesus, okay? So, Simeon means listening. And so here, that day, the Spirit led him to the temple, all right? So, when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there, and he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, imagine, if you were Simeon, you've been waiting for this time. This is my price. This is my goal. Now, after this, I can die. Can you put yourself in that place? How dramatic that is. You know, you're Simeon. You are old, but you will not die until you see the Savior and hold him in your arms. And here he is, you know, at that day. And then he says, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in shalom, in peace, as you have promised. Why? Why can he say that? Because he saw the price, all right? He held the price. He was able to see the manifestation of the promise of God in his life, 
okay, and says, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is light to reveal God to the nations. His glory of your people, Israel. Amen. Talk about pursuit. Talk about passion. Amen. So in this simple story about the life of this man, Simeon, you're going to see really, you know what? Now I can die. He says, because I've held, I've seen the Messiah. Spiritually speaking, you know, ladies and gentlemen, God is revealing more and more of Jesus to us. Amen. And with that simple thing that a person wants to die, you know, can now die after holding Jesus. For us today, what the privilege that we can know more of Him. Amen. We can grow more in the knowledge of Him and have Him as a reality in our lives. Amen. A side note to that, you know, is this. Another name or rather meaning for the name Simeon is stone or rock. What was written on stone? The law, right? You know what the law, this was prophetic in a sense. You know what the law was saying? When Jesus, who is grace, when Jesus came and when the law saw Jesus, the law said, I am ready to give way. I'm ready to die. Let the, Lord, let the grace, let Jesus shine. Let Jesus grow, grow up. Amen. Aren't you glad that we're under the revelation of grace? We're not under the law anymore. We are under grace. Amen. So the desire of God is that we focus on the price. We pursue Him. Amen. And the more we pursue Him, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to be amazed. When you read your Bible, get to know Him. When you come to church, get to know the price. Get to know Him. Amen. When you, you know, pray, you know, ask God, God, reveal me more. Reveal to me more of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because He's the ultimate. Amen. You know, in, the, in uh, Colossians, and I'm going to end here. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, it says here, you know, if you are focused on the price, like what I said in the first part of the service or the first part of the sermon, is this. You are going to be focused. And when you're focused on the price, rather, you are going to be, uh, what do you call that? Uh, selective. Amen? You are, your perspective will change. Life is going to change for you because you're looking at this one thing. Amen? You're looking at the price. Amen? Colossians 3, 1 to 4, it says here, since you have been raised to life or to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Amen. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Do you know that there will be no heaven without Jesus? The reason why heaven is heaven is because of Christ. Amen. Amen. And so as we are now raised to this new life, God wants us to set our eyes on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in the place of honor as God's right hand. Do you know the Bible says that we are seated beside, you know, we are seated in Christ in heavenly places? Amen. So we set our sights on Him. Amen. Or we set our, we set our sights on heaven. And then verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Amen. Think about the things of heaven. And I'm not saying that you, you know, uh, that you desire you know, for you to go to heaven. I'm not saying that. I'm saying whatever is of heaven is made available to you today. Amen. So think about, you know, the perspective of what God, how God sees situations in life. It's so powerful when we learn to see 
how God sees or learn to see what God sees is going to be so powerful. Amen. Situations will tell you this is who you are, but God will tell you this is who you are. Amen. Amen. Your body will tell you you are old and sick, but you know what? God will tell you you are young and free. Amen. You know, situation will tell you that you are, you know what, loaded with problems and all of that. But God will tell you, you know what, you are an overcomer. Amen. We need to see what God sees. And as we pursue the price and see more of Him, the price, and our focus is Him alone, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, our perspective is going to change. Life is going to be different. Amen. Says there, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when you and when Christ was your life, again, who is that life? Who is the life that is inside of you? Christ. Amen. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Amen. My prayer is here in this place that we will come into a conclusion and say, Jesus, you are my price. You are my price. Amen? Now I know who you are. I want you, you alone. And I tell you, your life will be different. Your life, you're going to see your life lined up into the purposes that God has for you. When you make that decision, Jesus, you are my price, the rewards and the blessings for you will be different. It's going to be beyond this world. Amen? You're going to be, like what I said, doing things that you have not done before. You're going to be getting into the dreams that God has for you because your focus is Him. I love the, that analogy or that story of Peter walking on water, right? Won't you like that? Amen? It was not really about the process. He was looking at the price. And because of that, he, that made him to just jump out of the boat, step out of the boat, and walk on water. He was not even thinking, you know what, I'm going to, how do I walk on water? Have you tried walking on water? How do I walk on water? Maybe I need to be light-footed. You know, I need to walk, siguro, slowly. But not, it's not really in the process. Kahit na if you walk slow, or if you walk fast, you're still going to sink. Tama? So it's not in the process. It's in the price. Amen. Do you see the price? Do you see more of Jesus? Amen. The reality of Him. Do you see that nothing in this world can take your place? No other name but the name of Jesus. Do you see Him? I pray. Put your hand in your heart right now. I pray. That everyone in this place will just come into that conclusion that Lord, you alone, you alone, you alone, you alone. I might have dreams, I might have desires, but I put you first, you alone. And you know what? When you put Jesus first, oh, life is now going to be different. Amen. 
you're going to be living beyond yourself. Actually, it's, you're not even going to be living. He is the one who's going to be living inside of you now. And you're going to see things, amazing things. Amen? You know, right now, even right now, I sense that God is just opening eyes of people. Depression is leaving. Disappointments, you know, they're leaving. And I know even that questions were, when you came here, there are many people who have questions, but now God is just settling your heart. Like a peace coming in and saying, shh, all is well. Focus on the price. You don't need to have an answer for everything. Why this? Why that? But you don't need to have all the answers. What's important is, I am the answer. And in the days to come, you're going to walk and see what you, God has for you. Amen. So I believe that there's light that is flowing in your hearts right now. And God is just moving in your heart. God is just warming your heart. And He's loving you right now and saying, I am your price. I am your delight. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Perspectives, you know, priorities are being made right. Even right now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. Peace is here. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Come on, just thank the Lord today. Praise God. Amen. You got that? Amen. Well, I don't want to assume maybe there are some people here right now. But let me ask you a question. Have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? It all starts with Him in your heart. Amen. And so I'm going to ask you right now, if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to lead you in a prayer of accepting Him today. Yes, today. And let me ask everyone to just close their eyes right now. And I pray that as you make this decision, that you're going to open your heart so wide that He is able to come. Amen? As I lead you in this prayer, pray this from your heart, and the Lord Jesus is going to come, and He's going to settle and reign and dwell in your heart forever. Amen? So let's pray. For those people who want to receive Jesus for the first time, this is the first time that you're going to do this. Pray this from your heart, and the Lord Jesus is going to save you. Pray this. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying at the cross for me. Today, I give you my life. I receive your life. Today, I am saved. Today, I have meaning and I have life. Thank you. Because of your grace, all my sins have been forgiven. And today, and in the days to come, I can now discover more and more of you. You are my prize for the rest of my life. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. 
Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at newlifethefort.com.